What up, podcast? I hope that the traffic clears for you soon, because I know so many of you listen in the car. I know I do, and I get stuck in traffic all the time. Sometimes I'm spending two and a half hours in the car on the way home. So the podcast is my is my way of learning. Uh, so I've got a lot of love for the podcast, and that's why I'm trying to uh, record some more specific intros for you, rather than just stripping the video content. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, I am interviewed by Mitchell McIntyre for episode one of the Loans and Stuff podcast. This one's a little bit different, guys. We talk a little bit about real estate. Uh, we talk a little bit about social media, and we talk a little bit about sneakers. I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Thanks, guys, for getting on board in the first Loans and Stuff podcast. I'm Mitch McIntyre. Actually, I'm going to cue a pretty cool intro. Let me cue that first. All right, and uh, I'm honoured to be here with uh, Annie Pater. He's a TikTok influencer, I would call him. In, uh, he's in the uh, he's in the property uh, industry. He's got a video with over 1.3 million views at the moment, which is which is pretty crazy for TikTok. Considering you're not dancing to music or miming anything, it's uh, it's incredible. I think your followers are followers are up to 14,000 now. When I first uh, saw Andy's TikTok, it was about 10,000, I think. So you're growing you're growing very quickly, but here he is. I'll, I'll welcome him onto the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Very excited. Honoured to be on number 001. And the reason I say 001 is I reckon it's got some legs. So good on you for jumping in there. It's a great way to um, help the community and engage with people. So Yeah, there's just so much, I think, in, in finance and in, in property. There's so much that people don't know. So um, I'm aiming to get a down-to-basics uh, show where we can just chat uh, and I guess educate people and answer questions. Um, today I wanted to have a chat around yeah, a bit of social media stuff that we're both you know, into and, and using for our businesses. Uh, also the first homeowners scheme is, is something that I wanted to have a chat about the low deposit scheme which just rolled out on the uh, 1st of January and also uh, I wanted you to have a quick chat around the construction process, um, some of the main points, um, just stuff that people don't know. So I guess mm. on social media, it's pretty crazy. Like TikTok, just to explain to people listening how we, we met. So I obviously followed you on TikTok. Then I went to LinkedIn, which is the business professional social media platform, shot you a message and here we are chatting now. So I mean, it's so much opportunity. Would you agree with that in social media and, and LinkedIn and, and TikTok, how, how easy it is to connect with people these days? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I've always been a huge people person, um, and a lot of people look at me being a young fella. Um, I'm in my twenties doing social media, and I'm sure there's some sort of stereotype around that. But I actually use social media as a gateway to real life. So if you were in Melbourne, we probably already would have had at least two coffees at this point. Um, and I try and, and anyone who direct messages me, I try quite hard to get them in the flesh. Um, uh, so 
to answer your question, I think there's so much opportunity. It's a great gateway. It's a really non-intrusive environment if you write the right message in LinkedIn. If you try and sell someone on LinkedIn, I think those days are kind of gone now. We've all had tons and tons of direct messages in LinkedIn. There's plenty of people still doing it. I get them all the time trying to get me to sign up to some program or something like that. It's, it's quite frustrating, hey? Uh, but you just have to move on from that, I guess. But compared to say five or six years ago, we would have never met. There was, would be no way to connect. Maybe I would have sent a marketing letter to you or something like that and we would have caught up on the phone, but it, it wouldn't be as easy as it is now. Um, I do have, for, for everyone who is, is not on TikTok, I do have uh, Andy's video that I just wanted to quickly show. Uh, if that's all right, mate, I'm gonna pop, I'm gonna pop that up. Uh, yeah. This is how you can buy your first home at 19, like I did. Step one, buy a townhouse like one of these off the plan. Off the plan means it's not built yet, so the developer only requires a deposit with no progress payments. Step two, negotiate for the lowest deposit you can. I managed to get 5%, uh, which was uh, $18,000. If you don't have $18,000 like I did, uh, sell everything you own like I did and beg, borrow and steal. Because they're not built yet, you have about two years to pay back that $18,000 loan, which works out about $170 a week. And if you're working and you live at home, that shouldn't be a problem at all. Stop buying beer. Step three is get a loan and move in. But it's worth mentioning that after the two years, the house will have gone up in value and you'll have equity in your mortgage, probably to the tune of anywhere between forty to 60000 bucks, depending on how the market went, which means you can pull that equity out and put it into another investment and start building your portfolio and retire at whenever the fuck you want to. So much value in that, mate, and it's so it's so true, hey, it's so true. Um, just save and try and get involved. Uh, when you did that, you would have been on the first home buyer's grant scheme, I imagine, there in uh, Victoria. Yeah. yeah. So, so to add a bit of context, to add a bit of context to that video, um, so I at that point had seven followers, um, and no nobody was listening. So I've been putting out content for a while now over a year um, and uh, I actually put out a thank you video to my audience um, on the last day of work last year saying thank you guys for everyone who's tuned in this year because the only person who's been listening up until this point was my dad. <laughs> Dead set. Um, so when I put out that video I had no idea that that was going to go um, and uh, when I, so I, I did it and I put it out and I put my phone in my pocket and I was working because that's what you do. I just So I literally walked downstairs, filmed that and then get in the car and go to work, that sort of thing. Put it in my pocket and I pulled it out and I was surprised to see, I think when I first looked at it, it had been up to 15 minutes and I had 400 likes. Wow. And now this was the stage at which I was getting 13 likes per video um, and it just wasn't going And is anywhere. it still going? Is it still growing now, I think? Is it still circulating that video? Uh, slower, definitely. Um, it's probably close to seven weeks old now. Um, but yeah, it, it still pops up. It, it's actually haunting me because it's the, the only video that's done so well. It continues to pop up. Um, my little face of the the, um, the thumbnail pops up in the in the likes. I'm still surprised that it, it does that. But um, uh, yeah, no, I, I had I got a lot of people um, in the comments uh, that were not pleased with the fact that I said beg, borrow, and steal. Now at the time, no one was listening, so I thought I could be audacious. <laughs> so my, my message to you is watch yourself. Even if you have no followers, you have no idea because obviously I don't want anyone to steal unless that's your <laughs> mo. <laughs> but um, no, 
But it's it's so think, true, isn't it? You've got to get there. You've got to do what you can to get in there. And um, at a young age, I think once you're in, even if it's not, it's not going to be the best property in the world. It, it, it could be the, the worst in the street, but getting in the market and learning how it works is the thing, isn't it? It gets you disciplined and you get learned to pay your mortgage and, and everything like that. So, um, and the, the, yeah, definitely. The, the off the plan route as well. I mean, in Melbourne, it's been quite strong, hasn't it? With off the plan, there's no sort of real, real risk. You do have that risk that the property is going to go backwards in value a little bit. Like up here in Brisbane, our, our unit market's been bad for maybe five or six years. And there's, there's quite a few people yep. that I've come across who've put that deposit in and then the property's gone down in value at settlement. So I guess you've just got to be doing your research as well. Hey, at, at the same time, would you agree with that? hundred percent, hundred percent. I think the reason that I put out my content is because I didn't think there was enough accessible stuff. I mean, you've got Domain and REA putting out blogs, they write stuff, but there wasn't enough for me digestible content that I could have on in the car or mm. have on, like you have some friends over and they say, I'm buying my first home. Oh, check out this video. I went, that doesn't exist in my mind. So I went, you know what? I'll do it. Um, so no, that's so much, so much info in that 45 seconds. And you've got your real estate TV on YouTube as well that you've been you've been doing for a while. So they're a bit that's a yeah. bit more information in the one in the one video, I imagine. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the, the idea of the TikTok is it's a little bit of a gateway drug. And if you like that sort of thing and you want to take it to the next level, jump on real estate TV. I have uh, last year I got to the point where I was doing them daily. Um, but uh, I am unsure about what sort of format that's going to take this year. I kind of want to dice it up and introduce a couple of other things. So something I'm doing at the moment as well. Uh, one of the comments that I got on that video actually stood out to me. The bloke said to me, I can't afford to buy bread, let alone a house. And I went, nuts. I can't afford to buy bread. So something I'm doing at the moment, I've always been interested in, um, in the idea of sneaker flipping. Now, I wasn't a sneaker kid growing up. I wasn't that into fashion, to be honest with you. It's a cliche answer, but I was into real estate growing up. Um, I didn't have much time for anything other than cars. I was very into my top gear. Um, but I've always wanted to get into sneaker flipping because I understand that there's some great lessons to be learned about supply and demand in that area. So for people, for your listeners that don't know, um, brands like Adidas and Nike release limited edition sneakers um, and kids queue up outside on the day and buy the sneakers and then put them on um, StockX or Goat mm. or eBay. And they catch on the day. They make like they flip it for twice what they just paid that morning. Mm, and there mm. are these kids that are making in the states ten grand a month. Now, I thought there's probably a little bit of truth to that sort of ten thousand dollars a month thing. And I've always wanted to give it a go. And I've decided that what I wanted to do is start from. I gave myself a zero dollar budget. I wasn't right. going to put any of my own cash in to answer. I can't buy bread. Right. Right. Yeah. And and where are you at? How's it going now? Like, has it? Have you sort of flipped some shoes now and uh, you've gone up to the next level a little bit? So I started this. I want to say six days ago. Right. Um, I decided I want to do it. Got zero dollars shoes the next day. Put them on marketplace for twenty five dollars. They yep. sold in four minutes. Wow. Four minutes. Right. So what's next? Have yeah. you got another pair now? You're hunting around for the next pair, I guess, to to do it all. Again. No, I bought a pair. I bought a pair straight away for a dollar. 
and I can't even sell them for $10. And the reason is, is they're less rare. So I think there's a great lesson to be learned from that as well. So I liken sneaker flipping to business and real estate because I'm learning stuff. Like I now know that black Adidas superstars, uh, there are so many of them, they just don't sell. But mm. white girls Adidas superstars are worth $20. $5. Whereas I can't even sell these ones for $5 now. So <laughs> I, I like because it's on a micro scale and it's something that everyone can do. Like real estate TV is one of those ones you kind of need a couple of thousand dollars to play if mm. you're going to buy a house. But with sneaker mm. flipping, I'm telling you, $0. So I'm thinking I want to kind of bring the sneaker flipping into that ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is that you, you can make mistakes and uh, you're not going to lose that much money. If you start a business or buy the wrong house, you can lose thousands of dollars and start again. So it's a great, exactly. great way to do it. And if I, exactly. Because I started with zero, I almost feel like it's not my money. Um, you can't so lose. You're not, it's just your time, isn't it, I guess? Exactly. And if you go to zero, start from zero again. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and, and while we're here as well, if we, we can have a chat around... Um, that construction process uh, for the first home buyers out there because that's what you do day in, day out. Um, so like, let's say you're a first home buyer, you've gone to your, your bank or your broker, you've got a pre-approval, uh, you go into a display home and you fall in love with that display home, which is totally specced up and you want to buy that one. What, what happens then? What, what's, what happens? So I Sorry. Can, and I say to you, I love it. I want to buy it. What, what's the first thing that, that, that a client or person would go through? I'd quote you. I'd quote you. I'd, I'd, we'd sit down and we'd talk about the, the level that the home is specced up at. There's a good chance the base price is sitting around the 200000 um, Well, maybe less. There's a good chance the base price is probably around 180 something and it's probably specced up 300 plus and you probably don't realise that. Mm. So my first role is that I help you understand what is the expensive part of it and what you can do with and what you can do without. Now, I try very, very hard not to tell people and try to help them tell me what they can afford and what they actually want, what's important to them. Um, and then I would sit down and so we'd run the numbers. And once you're happy with the numbers, uh, if you have land, uh, I'd just site the home on the block. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually help. Which means um, make, making favorite. sure it will fit on the block. Like you, you, you've chosen your house, you've got to have the right frontage. If you've got a 10 meter frontage, your house is a bit bigger than that. You need to make sure it's going to fit. So you go and do that to be 100% sure Correct. it's going to work, yeah? Correct, yeah. Um, so the, yeah, that. But my favorite is when the client comes in and they don't have land because that means I get to put my real estate hat on mm. um, and that's really what I love. They get to help people find the right area. Um, yeah, right. That's very, very exciting. And then there's negotiation and you get to talk with builders and you get to build uh, with land agents and you get to build um, relationships and networks. And So then generally um, what will happen when, when, when you've got through to that point, you've got the contract or your quote, you found your block of land, um, then, then what's sort of the next step from there? Once you got your block of land, uh, you go to tender, you wait for the land to title and settle. So what I mean by that is a lot of the time um, when you're buying a block of land, um, it's probably not titled yet. And what that means is it, it doesn't have an address, it doesn't have services, it doesn't have roads, it hasn't been made. It's still a farmer's paddock mm. that they're currently trying to convert through a council process and a funding process and a construction process. 
into a development and then they're going to give you the block of land. And from time to time, the settlement process on those is six months, even up to 24 months in some cases. Those just are depending if that land's registered. Hey, if you're going into an estate and they're still working on it, it might be just big farmland, nothing's being done, but you can put down a thousand bucks, choose your block of land and in 12 months, that's going to be ready to go. That's right, isn't Correct. it? And you choose your house and you know, and then you've just got to wait. And then in other cases, the, the land might be registered. You might be able to find a block of land, it's ready to go. Then a client would deal with you, find their house, and then it's straight into it. So I guess it's it can be quick and it can be slow just depending on the uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of people a lot of people get scared when they hear about that long settlement time. They go, shit, I'm gonna be mum and dad for another 18 months. Mm. Um, I often say, yeah, look, you do, but now you have a choice. You can buy a title block of land and get the process rolling today, or you can see this long timeline as, as a gift. So a lot of people in real estate talk about the 10-year timeline, and the theory behind the 10-year timeline, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, is over a 10-year period, property doubles. Now, there are obviously exceptions to that rule, um, but... If you go based on that and you look at the fact you've got to wait 18 months to two years to get your block of land, well, you just got two years of your 10-year plan for free. All you had to do was pay the bill, uh, the landowner's development, um, which in some cases I've seen $10,000 deposits. I've seen 5% deposits. I've seen 10% deposits. It's never really more than 10% though. Um, and you get that. You don't have to pay a mortgage off in that time and you can continue to save. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Going back to your video, that would give you 12 months to save more money. And I mean, a lot of the people that I'm dealing with at the moment, first home buyers, it's bloody hard to get a big deposit. How are you going to have 20 or 30,000? I mean, who can save that amount of money? But you can, a lot of people I'm talking to have maybe 10 or 15,000. So if you were to purchase a brand new home, you're going to get the first homeowner's grant to help you along. So. I think in uh, Victoria, it's 10,000, isn't it, for a metro area and 20,000 in a regional area. Um, up here in Brisbane, it's, it's 15,000. So factor that into your savings. Um, and, and then with the new scheme as well, uh, up here, it's 475. So in, in Brisbane, if you can buy a house for 475, uh, which might sound crazy for you for your prices down there, but in metro Brisbane, a brand new house oh, okay. for four seventy-five. Um, you you get on that scheme. I think it's six hundred where you are down there. If you buy a house for six hundred thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's six hundred k. So then, um, and yeah, it's less. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it drops down a bit. I know up here it's four hundred thousand in regional areas. Uh, what I'll do on this podcast is I'll uh, just put a, a PDF attached with the full ins and outs of the scheme because it is different around the country, uh, as well as the first homeowner's grant is, is different everywhere. Um, but at the end of the day, if you, if you make up uh, the scheme, the first homeowner's grant, and you can save over uh, you know, a 12 month period of time, you can get in there right now. Um, the scheme yep. has about 10,000 places per, per year. So there's 10,000 places available up until the end of, uh, June and then another 10,000 in July. So I think if you're a first yep. home buyer combining a brand new house with the first home buyer's grant, you're going to be able to get something within that right price range. It's, it's really been a, never a better time to buy, especially with interest rates where they are. I mean, I can't, I think it's a great time for first home buyers right now. It's just that hurdle of getting that deposit, uh, which it's just mm. a matter of saving over time. 
So definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was told the best time to buy was always yesterday, and what that means is property is always going up, even when it's going down. Um, you got to look at it over the the long term, the long term. You like that? You got to look at it over a large amount of time, so over a ten year period. Um, that's when you can fully appreciate um, the peaks and troughs. Um, And my favourite thing to think about is uh, the fact that my grandfather bought a block of land for $3,000. My dad bought his first block of land for $30,000. And I'm currently sitting in a $340,000 townhouse that I bought. But land at the moment in the officer area is about 300 grand for a block of land. Yeah, it's just insane. It's just insane. And even yeah. with, the, with the ups and downs, I, I still think if you bought a house today and in 30 years it didn't go up in value, you still have paid your loan off and you've still got $340,000 in 30 years. If you stay renting, you're not going to have that money, are you? So, but property is, is going to go up. Um, but at the end of the day, once you buy something, it's yours. You can do what you want with it as well. Correct. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to chat about today uh, on the on the podcast. Um, we'll put our details in. You can contact us if you've got any questions about anything here. Um, I love the social media. Keep it going. Oh, I can't wait to chat again when you're up to a hundred thousand followers. I think on on, on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, mate. Thanks. Thanks very much. And uh, yeah, we'll chat again soon. Hey. Yeah, no, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, guys. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, I've got a lot of love for the podcast. It's how I learn. Uh, so really pumped to see what's on the way. Uh, if you are too, it'd be fantastic if you could... Uh, Tap that subscribe button uh, and have me in your ears on the way to work or on the way home from work or taking your dog out for a walk, however you do it. And don't forget to pass it along.